2: You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
3: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
2: We did it. We made it to a Friday. It's the final hour. It's a Mead Friday at that. And in case you're wondering, and I know you are, you got the Traegers fired up. Yep. Grilled kielbasa and sauerkraut. Pierogies. Meat pierogies. Potato cheese pierogies. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. No, no, nobody. And you can vote most valuable, least valuable, most improved, <laughs> and least improved. Danette. You can go to danpatrick.com and uh, we will tabulate the votes. Nobody's going to know the vote totals until that final show before Christmas break. There's been tension here. There's been subterfuge. There's been sabotage, backstabbing, and uh, that's on a normal day. Now you throw in the voting in there, and it's getting a little tense, little tense. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter, handle at show. We say good morning to those watching on Peacock and those listening on our radio affiliates around the country. Seaton, the poll question for the final hour of the program this week.
0: Get you a couple updates here, all right
2: Dan. By the way, the 15th is the last day you can order something on danpatrick.com that will guarantee that it will get there in time for the holidays. Okay,
0: Seaton. Uh, we put up there Sean McVay and the Rams getting Baker Mayfield off waivers mm-hmm. was lucky or orchestrated. Mm-hmm. Right now, 57% of the audience said it was lucky.
2: Okay. And maybe it never comes out. I just speculated as I'm watching the game that Baker Mayfield is able to go in there, different language with what you call plays and audibles and formations and all of that. And, and just getting to know the personnel there. And in the span of 24 hours, he's going to be able to do that. I just thought... He went to the Panthers and said, hey, I want to be put on waivers. And they're like, okay. Then he uh, booked a flight to L.A. before the Rams picked him up. Okay. Bet on himself. (laughs) I know. And I thought, okay. I mean, if he did it, good for him. But I'm going to guess the NFL would frown upon that if Sean McVay said, hey, I'm going to send you a playbook here, or here's some plays to get ready. We're going to pick you up, and uh, you won't get to San Francisco. And then it turns out the Rams were the only team that I think, you know, uh, selected Baker Mayfield off waivers. But I like it. And and first three quarters, you know, there wasn't much offense there. But I I wasn't expecting much. I just thought, you know, if he gets in there, that's great. It's a great story. And uh, all of a sudden, the Raiders acted like the Raiders of the early part of the season. And the Raiders wanted to help the story. It's like... uh, (laughs) Hey, that's pretty cool story. We're in Hollywood. Uh how do we help the story? How about offsides or how about uh you know, pass interference? Yeah, 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 that'll help. And then it's a 98-yard drive. I don't think they had any uh, timeouts, did they? The
1: game, no. <laughs> the odds were against it.
2: Yeah. And it wasn't like it's one of those home games. I know it was in Los Angeles, but it still felt like that was a Raiders game. Raiders home game. Al Michaels was on the call. Al will join us coming up in about a half hour from now. Yes, Marv?
4: Did the Raiders lose it or did the Rams win it?
2: I'm going to say the Raiders lost
1: it. Wow. Yeah, I am.
0: Hour three poll question. Boom, right there. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, Paul. The Raiders had the ball third and one with like 250 to go. If they get the first down, the clock's running. They got to use the last time out. They take three knees and it's over. Yeah, Couldn't do it. Yeah. There's been some bad coaching. The Saints game against the Buccaneers, bad
2: coaching, costly. Uh, Big games coming up this weekend, the Jets plus 10, Vikings plus two against the Lions, Ravens are getting two against the Steelers, Tampa plus three and a half against the Niners. I wonder if Jimmy G was the quarterback, what that line would be. That'd be about five, maybe. Maybe not that much, but Dolphins are three-point favorites against the Chargers in Los Angeles. The uh, Raiders' odds to just make the playoffs, plus 10,000. That was uh, after last night's loss. All right, Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dp show, And uh, Sunday night, it'll be two of the Dolphins going to L.A. to battle Justin Herbert and the Chargers, Sunday 7 Eastern on NBC. And Peacock. Sean Salisbury, our good buddy, the former quarterback, NFL USC, host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Sean joins us now. All right, Sean, help me understand you play on a variety of teams, but 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 two days to get ready for a game with the different language, terminology, staff, personnel. I mean, how unlikely is that what Baker Mayfield did if it was indeed only 24 hours to get ready for the Raiders.
3: Yeah, Dan, highly unlikely. Now, as a veteran in the league, you think you know how to study. and when It's like when a young kid, you they'll go in there watching the film and they're really not sure what they're looking at. And then as they get older, they know what to look at and keys. It's the same thing with this. As a veteran, you know the keys to study to make sure you can at least get in and out of the huddle. And I guarantee you, no matter who you are or how brilliant you are, to be able to scale it down. So he's doing stuff that he's familiar with that – that obviously Sean McVay knows, get him on the move, get the quick game out. So I would imagine they scaled it down and probably made the verbiage pretty easy. But to do what he did, and especially on the long drive, probably doing more reacting than overthinking. And some of those plays probably were, he didn't really have a clue what he was doing like a rookie would, but just executed him. It's highly unlikely. Now it goes back in. But I would imagine they gave him the old crass course of, you know, it's eight, ten hours a day studying so you could at least get your team out of the huddle and have a chance.
2: Okay, but... Sean McVay's role in that final drive is what?
3: Uh depending on how fast you're playing, if they're sending Wigwagging in, they probably go in and prepared, saying if we're in a two-minute situation or if we're not huddling, here's the three or four plays. You don't need to cross over formations like you would, Dan, a two-minute drill where we all have six or seven plays we go to and you get the ball and you don't usually try to flip-flop formations. But if you're using timeouts and getting in a huddle and or you're rushing up there and especially in this situation where it's new and Baker's probably searching around for some help while you're getting to the line of scrimmage or while you're in between plays, you look over there and you guys have a, you know, hand signals to tell you what to run next. But I guarantee they went in with a plan. Great coaches do of what if, and then it just becomes reacting, especially that late Baker. You could tell just was playing football. Like you're out in the schoolyard, the last drive and doing what he does and then the great fade throw. So, McVeigh had a plan, and then you look to him if you need something. But a lot of that, if you're playing fast with tempo, is on the quarterback to make the play and execute and get him in and out of the huddle still. But you don't have a wide variety. You have scaled down.
2: All right, but what role did the Raiders play in all of this?
3: Well, they played the Raider role as as putting themselves in a position not to defend, playing man coverage. Listen, when you're playing, it, especially in the the final throw there, on drives where you're – ninety eight yards and you're playing it soft thinking, well, keep things in front of him. But they kept moving and kept moving at that point. The quarterback gets momentum and then you press press man and he doesn't have a read to go through. One man route throws the ball to Jefferson on a great drop shot. I think a lot of this was just reacting for Baker Mayfield because you can't outthink it. And I prefer a guy who reacts more than he does think think six days and in case in his case he's think like two days <laughs> yeah. and then you react on game day.
2: All right, tell me what the Niners do to kind of insulate Brock Purdy. And right out of the gate, he's going to be going against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers.
3: Right. Now, the offense thing, you can stop their offense, especially if you hit Brady early and get a lead and make him chase. You know they're going to throw, Dan. They've done a lot of one-dimensional stuff, meaning the Buccaneers. Here's what I would have told Brock Purdy after that win, and it's different when you come off the bench, which I've done plenty, and you go in there, and again, you're just reacting. Then the week preparation. Tampa Bay's defense is gonna fly around, fly around. Todd Bowles is gonna make a multiple. But I would have told Brock Purdy this week if I was Kyle Shanahan, because I've been in the situation. I don't want you to come to me and say, just don't lose it, play it safe. I know that. Any quarterback knows that. I would want Kyle to say, we're not changing the offense. You do a lot of the same things Jimmy does. We're gonna to play to your strengths. If you see a guy open and you see man coverage, take your shots, just do it judiciously. And we got a great team around. It's the whole thing. I don't want to be a hero. He does not need to be a hero because their team is so good. And he doesn't need to match Brady throw for throw. Their defense is going to take care of that. I would would tell Brock Purdy, you're our quarterback. I'm not backing off. We are going to attack. I want you to play aggressive. Mm. Don't play scared. Just don't play stupid. It's a pretty easy concept. I don't need the negative part of it.
2: Do you think the Niners should have picked up Baker Mayfield?
3: Uh, I understand why they would have, but I also understand why they didn't. And it's not anything disruption to the room. I would like a veteran in that position. What happens if Purdy's out a game or two? Knowing what we know after last night, the answer is yes. And Baker's played some good football. But I think he's counting on that they'll stay healthy, that they're going to run the ball, protect him, and keep him out of it. But I'm always big on the guy behind the the starter of being a guy who's got experience that doesn't need a lot of practice time. But I do think Brock Purdy's going to be in a position with that team to play good football, and Kyle will protect him with his play calling.
2: Sean Salisbury, former NFL USC quarterback, host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. I'm still trying to figure out, I'm mesmerized by the Broncos' lack of offense. Like it's almost impossible to be that bad. I agree. This isn't week three. Does anything yeah. change the rest of the year with Denver's offense? And if, if, if not, Why?
3: Well, if the other team doesn't show up, there's runs out there with seven guys. Dan, i they're the most disappointing team because of the expectations even in the West going in. And I think Russ Wilson, I'd take 25 quarterbacks over him this year. I would. I'm not talking about cumulative risk career. I'm talking about this year. Indecisive, late with throws. It doesn't seem like the same aggressive approach on the field. And it looks to me like Nathaniel Hackett's in over his head a lot of times. You put those two together and you you have what you're seeing. They can't score, so how's it gonna change? There's nothing that's indicated to me on the offensive side of the ball that it's gonna get better. And to me, when Russ Wilson, I don't wanna hear the excuse by anybody, well, it's his first year in the system. It's Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins first year. It's Tua and Mike McDaniel, their first year. You can go up and down the list. So we're past the point of giving hall passes. Russ Wilson's been the biggest disappointment. If they had to do it again now, you think they'd pay that and give away all those assets? He's just a guy right now. He's not that guy. He's just a guy. So is it the chicken or the egg, the coach or the quarterback? But at some point, if you're a $200 million quarterback, you got to overcome bad play calling, and neither one of them are good. I think that team's going to look at another coach this off season, whether they fire him or not. they got to be mulling that over. And right now, Russ Wilson looks like a guy. You could have done the same thing with Drew Locke. Yeah. It's a bad mix right now, Dan. They're not very good.
2: Uh, I'll leave you with this. Geno Smith is having a wonderful season. And it looks like Seattle's all in on him as they move forward here. But you're going to have a top three, top four pick because you have Denver's pick. If you're Seattle, you don't get up there very often. Do you take a quarterback, even though you could get the second best quarterback off the board and maybe you sign Geno Smith for a two-year deal or something like that? What What do you think the game plan will be for Pete Carroll in Seattle?
3: I think I, for me, Dan, I'd do both. I would keep Geno Smith, like you said, sign him for a couple years, and I would have the guy in waiting if, when you sit in those meetings with Pete Carroll in the front office and you ask yourself, is it Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, whoever that is, Will Levis, is he, for the next 10 years or eight years after Geno's two years, changing our franchise? Is he that impactful? If the answer is yes, you draft him. You don't ever pass up on what you perceive as a franchise quarterback. The other side of it, though, I guarantee they're treading a little more lightly or reservations because geno has not only resurrected his career this isn't fake he's playing different venues different styles sometimes bring out the best and he has started to elevate so you look at that and say okay why wait two years there'll be another quarterback in 2024 let's go get will anderson or let's go get jalen carter let's go get one of those guys who can impact it we got a guy who's played mvp type football we can wait till 2024. i think geno smith has earned the starting quarterback job and big money at the quarterback position, and I love seeing that from a guy who, well, has been in his situation many times, just hasn't played as well as him.
2: You're in uh, Houston. Deshaun Watson came to town and didn't look good. Uh, did you expect him to look good? What were the expectations of Deshaun Watson, who hasn't played in two years?
3: For me, Dan, I thought I, I thought he'd be rusty early. I didn't think because I haven't seen him so many times. Here, the guy's so gifted on the field. That eventually it just, he'd get back into his rhythm and they call plays to get him going. But he was yanking balls into the ground. He didn't look like a guy was out 700 days. He looked like a guy was out about 750 days. Um, But he will get better. There's only one place to go. Unfortunately for their defense, you know, when they score twice and get a special teams touchdown, he didn't have to do much, but he did not play well enough to win. And I wonder in that locker room, when you just handed it to Deshaun, I give nothing but respect to the way Jacoby Brissett, at least knowing what was going to happen, got him to that point. Watson will play better. He was far more rusty than I even expected because I just kind of think those great quarterbacks figure it out. I would imagine in the next two weeks it'll start to feel better, but you can never simulate game situations no matter how hard you try on the practice field.
2: Always great to talk to you. We appreciate your insights. Thanks, buddy.
3: Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. That's
2: Sean Salisbury, former NFL USC quarterback and host of the Sean Salisbury Show, Sports Talk 790 in Houston. We'll come back. We'll get some phone calls here. And uh, once again, December 15th, the last day that you can order things on danpatrick.com to be delivered in time for the holidays. We are working on another batch of moonshine. In fact, a couple of batches of moonshine. We'll let you know. You know, it's always great when uh, part of your job that day is to
1: taste test. Yes, Paul. You're not going to make us stay late again. <laughs> there, <are you? laughs> I, know.
2: I know. When I said to the Danettes, I said, uh, hey, guys, got to stay a little bit later. <sighs> I said, well, we're going to be Testing and tasting some moonshine. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, Paul. You know it's funny how you did it the other day. You and C. were in the other room and you were, you were <laughs> starting, and you walk in the room. You're like, "Hey, uh, Paul, can you come in the other room?" I'm like, "Oh man, I'm am I getting a talking to. No, I got yeah. a couple shots. Yeah, yeah. Here, I need you to take drink this. Yeah, real quick. yeah. close the door behind you. And yeah. A seat. yeah. Yes, yes, Todd.
5: I was just as enthusiastic.
2: You had already gone.
5: I took a sip before I left.
2: I think you left. I think you stormed out.
5: But I was hitting the road. I couldn't drink too much. I got to drive safely on the highways. I took a little sip. Of course. And it was on my way.
2: All right, we'll take a break. Back after this Dan Patrick show. When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you're opening up more than just doors. You're opening up potential. Unlocking that potential. The potential to do your own thing. Be your own boss. Steer your own success. Blaze your own trail. Seton did this a little over a year ago. Got in the Sprinter van with a French kid. And set sail to go across country It was emotional. Put my life on the line for this show, Dan. Yes, you did. <laughs> As you try to garner some votes for most valuable Dan M. <laughs> I like how somebody's like, Seaton's the most valuable because he went cross-country in a van. He I was- nearly died, Dan, okay? Yes, did. 16 body types, your choice of gas or diesel. Thousands of ways to customize, now available. All-wheel drive. Sprinter van, capable, versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions. Wherever you want to take them, wherever those ambitions take you. Now's the time to discover what moves you the most. So don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app.
3: This is it. We've got an Amex
2: Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The
0: Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex.
4: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that, but there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments
0: You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe no, same. there was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know what I, I mean, really thought about that. Yeah. Most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun.
6: Is this Merrill Haggard? Yeah.
2: Is it? A little theme here today. Okay, a little Bakersfield. Yeah. Dwight Yoakam earlier. Probably not a lot of Bakersfield songs out there. But, Marv, you did a great job. You're killing it with the music. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The Rams' 98-yard drive in the fourth quarter, the longest go-ahead touchdown drive in the final two minutes of a game in the last 45 years. I don't know what was the previous winner of that. So the last 45 years, so somebody had a 99-yard drive? In 1977? In the final two minutes. Now, if, if you start to break it down, how many times do you have to go 98 yards with two minutes or less to win a game for the go-ahead touchdown?
0: Uh, update the poll results, Seaton. Then I got two. I have actually one from uh, a while back okay. that we did. All right. If you remember, mm-hmm. uh, we had the Rams starting quarterback in 2023 will be mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, Baker, Mayfield, other. Mm-hmm. that t- Today, we put that today. poll question up there, okay? Yeah. It was 53% Matthew Stafford. Okay. But if you go back to a couple days ago when we asked that question, it was 56%. So it's actually 3% that's going mm. change. How about that?
2: Okay. Uh, this day in sports history, Paulie, do you have a uh, couple of items there that you'd like to
1: share with the audience? I got one, but they're they're actually kind of light. But I do have a throwback to sports history. Remember that school, Grinnell College in Iowa? Remember? Yeah. yeah. Years ago, we had that in fact, kid then. On...
2: Yeah. Keep talking. Let me go get a piece of memorabilia.
1: So years ago, we had on this kid, Jack Taylor, who's our shooting guard. I think, did he did he score like 138, something like 137 yeah, points? Yeah, a bunch of points. Well, Grinnell College uh, came into the game Three and six in the Midwest Conference, uh, struggling early. They faced Emmaus, Emmaus, E-M-M-A-U-S. <laughs> Rock me Emmaus. Yeah. So they won handily, Dan, 124 167. All right, uh, 124 67. But um, Grinnell College was 40 for 111 from the field last night. They shot 36%. Yeah. They took 111 three pointers, <laughs> all threes in the game. They had. I got 18 different players got playing time for the Grinnell College team, and they were they hit 43s hit out of 111 in one game.
2: I have uh, my piece of memorabilia from Jack Taylor. Jack Taylor scored 120, 138. He scored 138 points in a game for Grinnell, and uh, we asked him if he would send his socks in. That was uh, November 20th of 2012 10 year anniversary just passed how about that yeah and and he sent that in he scored
1: 138 points and those were the socks that he wore yeah Paul how bummed are you that you're not on the Grinnell college roster oh my god no D stay outside and Jack that's all you oh man I did that and we didn't have a three-point shot
2: back then (laughs) hey it it counts the same it's only two points no matter how
0: far out Yeah, it kind of makes you understand why you drove your coach nuts then (laughs) <laughs> well, call me Golden Boy.
2: My golly, Golden Boy, get out. Golden. Yeah, Golden Boy. And that's not an endearing nickname no, for me. No. You know, Golden Boy. Oh, I'm going to show you, Coach. <laughs> Imagine when you say to your coach, Coach, I'm going to transfer. He doesn't turn around. He's at his desk. He goes, I I think that's a good thing. I go, all right, Coach, well, thank you. Thank you for all the memories here. Yes, Todd. Did you
5: ever ask him why he <laughs> called you that, or hey, I'd, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't call me that?
2: I, I thought it was great. You know, my dad, I'd call home. My dad go, how's it going? I said, well, he calls me Golden Boy. He goes, oh, okay. And I go, I don't think it's a good thing, Dad. <laughs> Golden Boy. Uh, let me see what else uh, happened on this day. Uh, mm, yeah. Oh, uh, 2001. This school hired a coach. He resigned five days later after there were discrepancies on his resume. Seton O'Connor?
0: Oh, uh... uh yeah? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah? If, if you get it right, you're going to be the most valuable, Dan. Three, two... Georgia O'Leary. Oh, no! blue, blue, bloop! Blue. Puzzle yeah. meter! That's a yeah, like I just bet on myself! Yeah, you bet on... <laughs> I just bet on myself! George O'Leary, yeah. he was the coach for five. Does it show up on Notre Dame's list of coaches? Undefeated. Yeah,
5: George O'Leary. Yes, Todd? Not having the name Leary to begin with. is Okay,
1: great, great all right. Very Leary. Yes, Paulie. I got a few more sports histories, Dan. Okay. Eric Dickerson in 1984 ran for 2,000 yards. 2,003 yards. He mm. actually went a little higher. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like 2,100 to beat O.J. Simpson's record, but O.J. did it in 14 games. Was it like 2,109? Yeah, I think you're right there. 2109? But O.J. did it in... Unfortunately, OJ did it in 14 games. It's a better record. Yeah. Walter Payton of the Bears ran six oh! plays at quarterback. Oh! oh! The original Wildcat. Oh! oh! I think uh, six plays at quarterback. I think he was six for six with six touchdowns. We don't have the stats. Oh, God. Unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, uh, I just get. So warm and cuddly. Oh, I know you do. Oh. It's so good to talk about him.
2: Even when we're not doing the show and Paulie brings up Walter oh. Payton, we all react that same way. And we all should. It's like, yeah, Paulie accuses Fritzy of living in the 80s. Paulie is stuck in the 80s oh, as yeah. well. Rush, Walter Payton. Right. And I don't know what else. Well, Motley Crue. Motley is Crue. Big still, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Motley Crue. Uh, Rob in New York. Hi, Rob. What's on your mind today?
5: Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? And both? good morning as have well. A great holiday season. Yes, sir. Thank you, Dan. Yep. Uh, most disappointed, Dan. Yet I gotta say right off the bat, Seton. Seton, I need a little more Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and you don't have enough kids. As an Irish Catholic, totally disappointed. Need more kids next year. Um, <laughs> right. Shabbat Shalom to Fritzy. Fritzy, listen, I think you're a good second runner-up, but I need you to change your name, Fritzy. You gotta, you gotta go from Fritzy to Fritzy Big Maha. Okay, that's like what you it. need to be known as. you you got to carry bigger masa balls, Fritzy, okay? I'm going to work I'm on half that. half black, half Italian, and I think I'm more Jewish than you are, okay? <laughs> you may I well be. I grew in predominantly Jewish neighborhoods in New York. My kids sat at the table of Shabbat. I drank the wine. We had the masa. We convinced for a little bit, and then we felt guilty for no apparent reason. But i got to say, Fritzy, I, I work at a synagogue on Fridays. I do their service, their audiovisual. Nothing more emotional then hearing a Jewish woman talk about her child makes me get weepy like Barbara Streisand. No question I, I, I about look it. I feel like Viola thank you. Davis.
2: Thank you, you, like Viola thank, Davis. You, thank you, Ron. <laughs> thank Happy you, Ron. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> thank you, Ron. One more thing. When Stefani is there? Just a place uh, in the Bronx for the uh, filter fish. We're going to get filter fish yeah, in the Bronx. Good yontif and much machinachas. Dustin in Alabama. Then we'll take a break. Al Michaels set to join us. Yes, Dustin, what's on your mind today?
7: Howdy, y'all uh 510 uh Southernly soft
6: 205
7: uh-huh. all right want to say thanks I just got my pinky athletic shirt uh bought myself for my 40th birthday and I love it got a question from marvin um with the game last night and Baker's Hollywood inning, do you think he's sliding into the dms of la works all over California wow,
2: right? wow. <laughs> I don't I don't think so
4: I think uh married man, yes, Marv. He didn't ask if he was married. He asked if he was sliding in uh, DMs. Okay. All right. Wow. Well, LA, that LA work was, is LA, so good. LA, <laughs> LA.
2: Such a good. I I never I never heard that before doing LA work.
4: Shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie because yeah. he had an interview with Taylor Rooks, because that's where it came from. And she said, Do you have any advice? LA and he's work. like, Don't bring any LA work and I was like, Oh, that is phenomenal. So
2: that's you're in the import export business then? And you're bringing somebody in from LA? That's why it's called LA work.
4: If you win LA, LA work. It's it's work that's in LA. Don't bring any LA work. <sighs> well, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it more after after we have some wings at Magic City. Mm, we'll go down to Atlanta mm, mm-hmm. over Christmas
2: break and do some LA work. Atlanta work. Let's t- what
5: and find out who's
1: who and what's what while you're in the process. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> who is who and what is what? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Let's take a break. Uh, We'll uh, talk to the great Al Michaels. He'll join us next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week
1: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum
2: Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that! He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex
0: dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments
0: Wow, you know what I haven't I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies.
4: There's always something fun to Discover and Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
2: Can't be in a bad mood when you hear that. No way. Had some pierogies, had uh, kielbasa, some sauerkraut coming off the Traeger. Not a bad day. Not a bad day at all. And then we get to finish off with the great Al Michaels, who I believe is uh, set to join us right now. Is that right, Tom?
1: Pierogies and Al Michaels. Yeah. Pierogies,
2: kielbasa, and Al Michaels, of course, in the same sentence. Good morning, Al. How you doing? Nope. No vegetables, Dan. You know that. None. None. No, sir. It did did shock me the first couple of times I sat down to have dinner with you at the Olympics. And when they were trying to bring even parsley and put it on your plate, you're like, no, no, nothing. Nothing green on this plate.
7: No, I don't want the vestiges of it. You know, sometimes (laughs) you go for a tomato out there. And a tomato leaks, and there's a little bit of juice. You know, the other day I had breakfast at a place, and you know, the and the, the tomato derivatives got into the eggs. And you know, <laughs> I'm a pain in the ass in restaurants, trust me. But you know, otherwise I'll sit there and starve to death.
2: Uh, the full introduction, Amazon Prime Video, Thursday night, play by play voice, a Hall of Fame broadcaster. And if you were going to write a storyline, if I said that's the storyline prior to the start of the game, Al, what would you have told me?
7: Oh, I know! Is that at the end of the game, I should have said, "Do you believe in Mayfield?" <laughs>
6: uh,
7: <laughs> I mean, it was when we heard about it on Tuesday, we're going, well, There's no way." And then uh, Sean McVay was was telling us in, in the meeting that uh, there's a possibility, and the he got to he got to town on Tuesday night at nine o'clock. It's a schlep between LAX and where the Rams train out uh, in the in the Thousand Oaks area. He got to the facility at about 9 o'clock, met with the coaches, uh, put him up at a hotel that night, came back to the facility, worked out. On Wednesday, practiced with the team, you know, introduced himself to the guys. And then uh, Sean said that, uh, hey, we'll see. There's a chance that at least we'll suit him up. And the Rams had, uh, you know, they had John Wolford, who had played pretty well against Seattle the week before, and they started him last night, and I had a chance to talk to Sean, actually, last night after the game, and he said he wanted Wolford in there to see what kind of defense Vegas was going to play. He also wanted to see what the crowd would sound like because, you know, crazily enough, uh, more than half the fans were probably Raider fans last night. And then he saw it, and they went three and out, and he said, well, why not? Let's bring them in. And, and he kept them in the whole game. But, no, no Dan, there's, there's no way we could have envisioned this, and, of course, there's absolutely no way uh, you can see a 98-yard drive with a minute and a half and no timeouts. And I was listening to Sean Salisbury on the show, you know, a little while ago. And it's, it's true. I mean, at a certain point, you just, you're just you reacting. And, I mean, it's almost like you're out on the street and you're going, hey, listen, uh, you run down to the fire hydrant and make a left and I'll hit you. And uh, that last drive was, ins- was sensational and obviously helped a lot by that, uh, that personal foul penalty on Jerry Tillery.
2: But – did you guys have access to Baker Mayfield prior to the game?
7: We did. Yeah, he he was out of practice on on Wednesday, and then last night, uh, Kirk and I had a good chance, uh, a nice chance to visit with him on the field for about, about ten minutes. And, and what struck me, I mean, he was uh, he was up and he was ready and he was optimistic, and you know, he thought uh, it's going to be, it could be a good night for him. He also had a a wristband, and I think we showed it uh, at one point Mm. on the telecast. I don't know how you read it without a microscope. I don't. And I think it it was the the type was so small. Mm. I mean, there's agotype, and then there's mini agotype. And I'm looking at this thing going, I mean, and I said on the air, I said even Ted Williams would have had, who was, of course, heralded among other things for having the best eyesight in the world, would have trouble reading it. But um, it was amazing. You know, he he got in there. He felt confident. I mean, can you imagine if he had had the full complement of guys with him? Mm. You know, the an offensive line that you know obviously has been in disarray. Uh, had some a few penalties last night. And what if he had had Cooper Cup? But he didn't have any of those guys. And yet he found uh, Van Jefferson. He found Skoranek. Uh, they were able to do enough on on the ground. And it was uh, it was one of those amazing nights. It was one of those things where you know I said before the game. I said. Uh, This could be a, you know, you can't make this up night. Not thinking it would be, and then it turned out to be.
2: Best team you've seen so far this year is who?
7: Well, we had, you know, we had Philadelphia, but we had them at Houston, and the Texans took them, you know, into the fourth quarter. So we didn't, they may have been looking past that game or whatever. Uh, But we, you know, on the Thursday night games, Dan, we only get a team one time. So we see them either at their, you know, at their best or at their worst or, or somewhere in between. So it's, it's hard to say, but you know, we, we had Tennessee at Green Bay. I thought they looked really good that night. Uh, now I'm not quite sure exactly what they are. We'll get them against Dallas, I think in week, uh, week 17. So I, there's nobody that I can say right now is really so far ahead of everybody. I know the, the Eagles have, have the best record. Obviously, I've seen a lot of the games on television and the rest. But, I mean, for the moment, I, you know, I, I think I'd have to put them on top.
2: The The ambiance in there when you're doing play-by-play, but then the public address announcer is doing his job, how difficult so, is it to do play-by-play when you have to compete with the public address announcer?
7: Fortunately, we have... A headset on our audio people are fantastic and they're able to at least in our ears block out a lot of that but i have sat in that building uh, not doing a game and your eardrums split now i know people are going to say oh get off my lawn kind of crap <laughs> listen dan if you can't talk to the person next to you i don't i don't get it i don't get the screaming i mean last night the doors opened up at like uh, four o'clock or three thirty for a you know five fifteen game, and it, it, he screamed into the the where the doors are opening. Our house is open. What? <laughs> There's nobody in the stadium, Dan. <clears throat> There's nobody in the stadium, and you know this our house thing is like crazy stuff, especially in, in a town where uh, there are a lot of people who come in and you know make L.A. a destination when the visiting team comes in and I said uh, on the air last night, I said, you know, I don't know whose house it is. I mean, the Rams think it's their house, but for the Raiders, this might as well be an Airbnb because <laughs> it, it was just, you had at least uh, 50% of the, uh, of the crowd uh, in, in Raider gear and rooting for the
2: Raiders. What's the loudest stadium you can remember? Any sport. That's pretty close. Uh,
7: I think, I think this one, this one is right up at the top uh, for, you know what it is, Dan? Look, I grew up in New York, and the New York fan is sophisticated and, you know, spending a lot of time in Philadelphia. Those people are, are reacting genuinely. They're not Pavlov's dogs with a bunch of junk up on a, up on a big screen going, make noise. You know, and I, and, and these phony, you know, the, the, the sound meters are up there. That's not a real sound meter. That's a phony cartoon. <laughs> so, I love one of the things I love about sports is the re- the real noise when the fans get it. And as I say, as a kid growing up in New York, the New Yorkers uh, they love sports. They understand the nuance of the game. The the they, cheering uh, and and booing is at the very appropriate time. It's not some you know garbage going make noise. What do you mean make noise? What is, what is that supposed to do? I guess jam the signals of, of the opposing team, but it doesn't. everybody's got a silent town anyway. But anyway, that, that's my feeling. I, you know, I love, love, love natural crowd noise when the crowd gets into it and the, and, and the crowd is ri- riding the rhythm of the game, what's happening on the field as opposed to just you know screaming their guts out.
2: You had all of those marquee games on Sunday night for such a long period of time, and then you kind of look at the Thursday night, Schedule there, not that you get to pick it. You still have to do the games, but the difference of knowing that something's going to be a great game as opposed to hoping that something's going to be a great game.
7: Yeah, it's different. I mean, there's no question. We only get each team once. I think we get Tennessee because of the vagary in the schedule. We get them twice this year, but every every other team uh, we get one time. So you you know, I'm missing the you know the, the constant contact. Like last year on Sunday, we had Kansas City five times. Yeah, we we had them. Three times, plus a flex, plus the playoffs. And had they gotten to get into the Super Bowl, that would have been a six. So you know certain teams inside out. The one thing I will say, though, this year, and obviously we've had some okay games. We've had some games that were not very good. Um, uh, but uh, I, was, um, I, th- I thought about this the other day. Uh, Twelve months ago or ten months ago, Amazon had no infrastructure. There was nothing. No personnel, no cameras, no equipment, nothing. And now all of a sudden, here we are 10 months later, and I think, you know, uh, I'm proud to say that I think these games are the quality and look like the same as they do on, on, on NBC or Fox or, or ESPN or CBS. Uh, we have Fred Gadelli with us, who's been our producer at, at NBC for all of those years and at ABC before we, we all went over in 06. And, you know, I, I, look, I think the quality of the telecast, what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like, We'll match it up with anybody. So, I mean, to, to be able to pull that off in ten months, to me, uh, is really spectacular. They've done a great job, and you know, Am- look, Amazon was intent on making this look like anything but a rinky-dink secondary telecast, and, and they've done it. They've gone out and they have proved it, and they have you know, a big eleven-year investment and want to make this great. And I think, I think, uh, my personal feelings, the people they put together on the on the uh, pregame show, great. Everybody's got a great point of view. They're smart. you got know, Richard Sherman and Andrew Whitworth and Tony Gonzalez and Ryan Fitzpatrick is, great, is, is, is fabulous. Uh, Carissa Thompson's done a great job. So they put together a pregame show that, uh, I mean, to me is exciting, uh, is relevant, is current, and uh, I'm proud of what's gone on over the last 10 months there.
2: Good to talk to you as always. Hope you're uh, well, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. We have to, Dan, maybe, well, before the holidays
7: if you want. Otherwise, you know, after Groundhog Day, we'll be fine. Any, that, any side you guys want. You me. got
2: it. Thank you, buddy. Take care, bud. That's Al Michaels, the Hall of Fame broadcaster. Amazon Prime Video Thursday night. Uh, final results of the poll question, Seaton.
0: Oh, <laughs> man. I'll tell you one poll question. The pierogies were good. <laughs> Wait, are you Uh, not prepared here? Sean McVeigh, it turns out he was uh, lucky still to get uh, Baker Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Yeah, 57% of the vote.
2: Okay. Uh, Make sure you go to danpatrick.com and you vote. Most valuable, least valuable, most improved, least improved. We're not
0: going to get any kind of updates on the uh, the voting? No.
2: When Mario set this up on the website, he said, you know, nobody's going to be able to know what the totals are. And I said, good, I don't want somebody to be influenced by – Somebody who has got a lot of votes or somebody do, who has no votes or very few votes. I don't think anybody's going to have no votes there. Well, I'm not
5: going to have no votes. Because <laughs> I voted for myself. Yeah. <laughs> you voted for yourself. I haven't done it yet, but I plan to vote for myself. Do but you I know, haven't actually do done you know how to do it? Probably not. I'm going to have to go to the back and see the technological yeah. advancements back there.
2: And Marv, you're voting for yourself? In all four categories. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to
5: win something. yeah I'm
2: yeah. going to
4: win something.
5: Most
2: valuable, least valuable, most improved, least improved.
4: However it goes. Okay. All right.
2: And then I have to make the pick for uh, most valuable backroom guy.
1: Should we do least valuable backroom guy? Yeah. Paulie? I think Tyler's going to be tough to beat in the most valuable because he has access to all the callers. He knows their life stories. Mm. He asks them about when their kids go to college, mm. the mortgage situation. Mm. He chats them up. Most
2: valuable caller? You know what? I'm going to make Tyler pick the most valuable. Okay, that caller. makes sense. Yeah, you, and you just ruined that poor fellow's oh, weekend. Tyler right there. is going to be. Oh. I, I can't. I. You know, look, if you're watching on Peacock, there's Tyler and my puppies right down there. Uh, yeah. at, the, at
4: Everybody his, wins.
2: Yeah, at his feet. Yeah, Tyler is going to be miserable as he has to come up with the uh, most valuable caller. I, uh, I You know, Jeff in Detroit and and and, and James in Virginia and uh, I. Uh, I know it to who to pick. Uh, let's go around the room what we learned on the program. I'm going to start back left with you, Todd. What did you learn today?
5: Charles Barkley went to dinner with Madonna once, but that's the only time they ever met, and it was before Dennis Rodman got involved.
2: Yeah, I don't. Re- I remember hearing about it at the time, but I didn't think anything of it, and then she started dating Dennis Rodman after that. But uh, Charles said that he went out to dinner, but uh, did not date Madonna. Uh, Seton O'Connor. Charles Barkley's still paying for everything. Yeah, he is a generous person. Has always been. Pick up the tab.
4: Marv? Barkley said, Madonna and Rodman, both normal.
2: Yeah, and then, you know, when they put on the act, they were great. Uh, Paulie, what did you learn? Al Michaels told us at the end of the Rams game last day, he should have said, do you believe in Mayfield? Yeah, I like that one, Todd. What did I learn on today's award-nominated program?
5: We wonder what was worse for the disappointing Raiders, including you, losing to the new Colts coach Jeff Saturday or to new Rams quarterback Baker Mayfield.
2: Spread holiday cheer with the wood-fired way, the Traeger Holiday Sale. No better way to do it. Nobody shop the hottest deals of the season. Make tasty new wood-fired traditions with Traeger. Save up to four hundred dollars on select grills and more. Check out Traeger dot com slash dp show and remember. You use that promo code DP show to get free shipping. A lot of fun this week. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you on Monday, Dan Patrick Show. One more item as we close out this show on this Friday. We all have different ideas about success, and we achieve it at different times. We achieve it in different ways. If you've recently changed jobs or you're considering retirement, you're probably thinking about your own version of success and striving to reach your goals. Maybe time to start thinking about your investment portfolios and retirement accounts. Retirement's a big deal. When it comes to investing for retirement, we can't afford to make mistakes. And you don't do it alone. Stiefel Financial Advisors have helped clients like you create personalized retirement plans for over 130 years. They'll help you understand the many options for claiming Social Security and implementing an investment portfolio designed around your needs. That's just the start. Stiefel's award-winning equity research and investment strategy views will help you make informed decisions regarding your hard-earned wealth. Find a Stiefel Financial Advisor at... At Stiefel.com, S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholson Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio.
6: If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
4: 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments,